Hello, welcome to Free Will Science and Religion. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with WST Time, or Will, and George Ortega. And we're going to be talking about blame today, and how people are used to the idea of blaming people and seeking revenge on them and all that. But what do we replace blame with? And there is something that a compatibilist um, said, that blame is identifying the problem and then rehabilitating people. Uh, and making corrections, which, I mean, which is really, he what he's talking about is doing the same thing as what we want to do. We want to change things. We want to improve things. We do want to identify problems and help people do better, deterministically, of course. Um, but the problem is he, just as this compatibilist that I've talked to, he, just as, you know, compatibilist redefined free will, what he's done is he's redefined blame to mean rehabilitate, rehabilitation of criminals. That's the thing, but that's not what people do when they blame people. We all know that. People, they blame people and they get all angry and mad at them like, well, you chose to do this and I'm mad at you. I'm not your friend. I'm blocking you on Facebook. Or even worse, they're killing them or something. You know, so um, I, th I think perhaps that the word blame is just not right for our mission that we're promoting, you know, um, because we want to we want to fix problems. We know that people can change and we, and we all, I'm sure, have it um, subjects that interest us that we'd like to see improved. But as far as blame, I think we can do without the word blame. I think there needs to be an alternative term, but I'm kind of at a loss for what word that would replace that. So I'm maybe you guys have some thoughts on that. All right, well, I'm thinking that basically rather than blaming the person for doing something wrong or blaming ourselves when we do something wrong, how about if we identify the person and we identify this in other words like we are identifying the fact that let's say someone else did something wrong but since they don't have a free will it would be wrong it would be immoral to blame them but but we still like whether it's someone else or ourselves we still have to address what was done in some way so I think identification identifying them kind of like you know allows us to do that allows us to, to kind of like you know, it gives us a word to describe what we're doing that doesn't connote blaming and the negative connotations. Yeah, um, obvious, obviously identifying the cause of something, like for example, somebody identifies what the cause was of a fire. You know, um, it could be that, you know, something went wrong with the microwave, the parts inside, and the microwave burst into flame, starting a huge fire. Um, and people don't tend to blame the microwave. Or why the car breaks down. Right. You know, now I do know of people who do that kind of thing and blame their cars and punish them. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, um, most of us understand that there's no malicious intent or nor any choice being made by a microwave or a car, but that there's a reason things break down and things go wrong. Um, so identifying the cause of um, something um, is important only because 
because you can use that information to prevent something in the future. You know, you want you want to make sure that there that there wasn't a human who set fire to the building. Um, because if there was, well, then that means you need to do something about it because then you identify the cause of, well, why did this person um, burn down this building? And sometimes you'll find out, well, that they didn't put out their cigarette. Another reason why nobody should be smoking cigarettes, you know. But <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, a little side note. Um, but or what if it was an act of arson where this person – Got real or a Molotov cocktail through somebody's window, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I play a lot of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, well, but or what if it was arson where somebody got really mad at somebody because let's say that they disagree with them in politics or religion, and so their solution is to kill this person by setting fire to their house. Well, see, in that case. If you can identify who was the, you know, the agent who who set the fire, you, we still don't fundamentally blame them in any way, but we're identifying them as the cause, um, you know, not the first cause, of course, um, but 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 I would say the observable and perhaps the correctable cause. Um, we need, I guess, we need to be focused more on the correction aspect because I a problem that. Um, people have when they understand that we're determinists is they think that we're just saying oh well nobody's to blame so let's let all the, all the criminals out of jail and everybody does whatever they causally want which isn't really what we're saying anyway you know actually we we believe that every that everything has a cause and therefore um it's actually quite possible to prevent dangerous things from happening and people reacting in revenge and hatred and so i know we'll make a better world but we have to we and and here's and here's a little problem is you know um okay so i have this friend um who is mad at some things that people have said to him names they've called him uh, accusations they made against him and he still can't get over it and he's and he's saying that we can't let them get away with it, you know, and, and don't try to justify um, what what he said to me. And and and, and I, I try to tell him, you know, um, well, we're not justifying. We're not justifying anything. I'm not justifying anything here. Um, but, you know, <laughs> we're, that's not what it's about now. And I, here's the deal. I, I, and I'm actually kind of at a loss of how to handle certain situations in my life and with relationships and what this friend I'm trying to help is experiencing here. Because I would like to just say, you know, just let it go, shake it off. But at the same time, we can't do that. You know, we actions always have to be made. And of course, I've tried to advise him to, to, to you know, block people and not look at what they're saying about him and all that because that gets them all upset. That because on the internet that's what you can do. I think the real work, though, um, the real change that will happen in society won't be on the internet because you know we already have defriending and blocking and reporting features on social media. But in real life, with people doing actual um, acts of stuff, 
that hurts and kills people. That's where our focus is in our message that there's no free will and how everything that people do is, de is determined by prior causes and that we automatically learn how to prevent those same things from happening again. And we all do and, that. And I have to say, that would be the hard part because, you know, people are stuck in their ways. They don't want to change. They don't want to... Um, they don't want to um, see the change coming. Some of them, them of the, yeah, if I was to tell you about, you you made that speech to some of the people I know in real life, they would run you out the building. I'm telling you, that's that's, that's the way I see it. Oh, yes, I yeah. know. There are many but, people who are hostile to this message. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got two problems. One, we want to show the paradigm and the word of blame to identifying. And just in relation to that, I'm thinking like, in terms of the causes why the person does that, I think we want to refer to them as causes or reasons, right? But in terms of the person, I think we want to simply identify the person as either a person or an agent. You know, certainly we can identify the person as a cause, but like, I think it's better if we just, um, if we limit the word cause to the reasons why the person does what the person does or the causes. And so, yeah, certainly like relative to like, you know, there's a lot of people that do a lot wrong. We all do wrong. You know, we all make mistakes and stuff. So here's the thing that, and while it, while it's going to be very difficult to, to basically, you know, get people to do the right thing and all, the idea behind this is like under the free will belief um, paradigm or perspective, if we're identifying somebody or blaming uh, actually for doing something wrong, they're going to get defensive. They're going to say, oh, you know, like they're actually going to say, you know, they're going to mm -hmm. try to defend themselves. Especially so like, my family. Yeah, everybody. Every everybody. religions. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, to the extent that we move from that, it'll be easier for people to hear, you know, from other people. Listen, like, you know, the way you're doing this, maybe you want to do it differently. Maybe, you, you know, you don't necessarily want to do this, these kinds of things anymore. It would be much more compassionate. And I think that would help them to cooperate with efforts to, to basically correct their behavior. Yeah, and it's certainly a hard sell, too, because I, yeah, you know, here, here's the problem is that when we tell people that the things they're doing are contributing to the, the melting of the Arctic and climate change and all that, you know, I mean, that, that's just one of many examples where humans are causing great harm. Um, it's weird. I mean, nobody wants to feel guilty of that. Um, and so what's difficult... That's the hard part. Yes. What's difficult about it is that people make all kinds of assumptions since, you know, 90% of the people that I, that I know, well, actually more closer to 99% of the people I know, you know. That sounds right. Yeah, because I'm in America. I'm in, I, you know, and... And it, so am I. I guess everybody's here, actually. Yeah, I know. I'm seriously. I I live I live in a in a weird place. Um, and so pretty much every everybody is almost highly religious, and even the atheists still can't give up this whole free will thing. A lot of them. And so you guys in podcast understand it, but when I talk to another person and tell them, you know, that humans are are contributing to climate change and that they're slaughtering these 
these farm animals, but also causing them horrible, painful lives, you know, and, and women are killing their babies with abortion, you know. The, the thing about it is they don't like to hear that because then they feel like, mm -hmm. oh, no, I, they don't want to feel that, you know. Oh, no, I'm, I'm a torturer and a murderer and I'm destroying the planet. You know, I don't want people to face that guilt. But at the same, like, I don't want to, uh, like a lot of people, they just say, oh, well, what I'm doing isn't really wrong because there's no standard of morality. Or um, the top of the food chain. Yeah, or the, yeah, the top of the food chain. So yeah, they, I could give you a story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I deal with that a lot. But here's the deal. That's not the route I'm taking. The route I'm taking is that, well, what we're doing is bad. It's harmful to the people um, that we're hurting, and it's harmful to all life on the planet, too. Mm -hmm. um, so what's interesting is we, we don't, we're not going to back down on the truth of the harm that's being done, but at the same time, we have to make people understand it's not your fault that you were raised in such a way that made you destroy the planet. So, yeah. you know, we're trying to, you know, we, we, want, we, want to, we want to help you see the light and improve here, but we're not blaming you. <laughs> and it's really... You to say something? <laughs> yeah. I got to say something, man. Okay. It's a little, well, it's kind of on the topic, but I was walking past one day, right? Dude's having it on the grill, right? He put this live crab on the grill. And the way I sound like this, I'm like, this is like pain. He said, we're at the top of a food chain. I'm like... Okay, I'm like, like I can see the crab. It's like his mouth is open. I can tell it was in pain. Oh man. Yeah, it had to be bad. Oh, oh, so here's the thing, Will. Will, so like, how does free will relate to this? Like, if that person with the lobster, if we with climate change, crab actually, but yeah. Okay, yeah, because it's the same thing. I mean, they're sentient beings. I'm sure they feel some suffering, some pain. So the idea is like, with the free will belief. We're blaming them and we're accusing them of being insensitive and callous and cruel and with climate change, you know, basically irresponsible and we're destroying civilization. So, like, that's the thing. So, like, under free will beliefs, we blame them for it. And what happens is, you know, they go into denial. In other words, with the crab, that guy might have said, well, crabs don't feel pain anyhow. With climate change, people actually, will he say, said we're on top. Actually, he said we're on top of a food chain. Yeah. Oh, right. So he'll make up some kind of rationalization. So like we're allowed or something, whatever. But like, but to the extent that we move from blaming people to simply identifying them as the agents of whatever we're, you know, they're doing, then all of a sudden, like they understand, we understand. They're not fundamentally to blame. They don't have to feel bad about themselves. And maybe, you know. What happens with, with, with the crab and, and, and climate change, people go into denial. When people are like accused of something that's really bad, that considers them bad people, they will deny that they're actually doing it or they'll deny the information. In climate change, they'll deny that climate change is happening. Oh, yeah, so, I know. I can tell you one thing. I ain't trying to get racist, but tch, I live in a black community. And trust me, I know. <laughs> absolutely. So, so like that's the great – so like – to the extent people overcome belief in free will, whenever people identify them, then they won't feel accused and there won't be anything that they would feel the need to deny. Yeah, and that's how I feel about it. I know it works from experience because I no longer feel, you know, 
like I used to feel really bad for being stupid, believing the things I used to, and I felt really bad for the first book I published because it's just full of false stuff, you know. But I don't feel I, responsible, yeah. and so I don't feel like, well, you know, it's not my fault if I was an idiot or even if I am still an idiot about certain things now. <laughs> I say the same thing, man. Well, then again, and like I tell you something, about 90, 95% of the black community still believes in this religion, and trust me, <laughs> and you're being raised up in it, and they ain't told why they're being told that this place called hell exists, but yeah, at the same time, God is an all-loving God. Well, I was told this late, but it's like this to me, that didn't make sense to me. That kind of ain't friction there. Yeah, there is a, there's kind of a, a like, contradiction. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like people realize this. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, people don't realize about two things that they claim to believe that can't both oh. be true. Here's um his excuse. Oh God made us in our image. Oh God, it's his choice. Oh God, they just see the omnipotent part and they don't realize. I'm like, yo, he's omnipotent, all powerful, basically. Right. The, the means everything is his fault. <laughs> yeah. He knew what would happen. Yeah. That, see, that's the problem, you know. And of course, I mean, and we don't want to get too on topic about that, but yes, one problem okay. with with being the first cause is, well, that everything's sort of your fault. That's kind of the problem. And we're saying that nobody, not even God, if God existed, could be, you know, the first cause. I mean, that would just be so bizarre, um, you know. And we've talked about that in some of our episodes, too. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I, nobody really wants to feel that um, that guilt. And so... If we can get people to stop blaming themselves for things, because, like, let's say that somebody is blaming themselves um, for some mistake they did, like, you know, I don't, whatever it might be, and yeah. so, and so they go to a, a psychologist who happens to understand the true nature of human will, and you know, and let's say that the psychologist um, he tells them, well. You know, you don't need to feel fundamentally responsible and guilty for this. Y yes, you made a mistake, but we all do. And given what you were were taught and the influences and genetics you had, you know, um, it makes it made sense what you did. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, you could, your life can improve and you can do better. Um, that's that's good. I mean, that's kind of like the message that um, that I really think therapists need to be promoting. You know, that would be so awesome. It would help so many people. They wouldn't be, I think they would heal a lot better. Their depression would, would go away a lot sooner. Because, yeah, I think that would be great. But the only um, one little problem I see with that approach is that then that person might start blaming, you know, um, their parents and their school and the religion they grew up in, you know, I mean, just like I used to do that kind of stuff. Good point. Blaming every, other people. Say, oh, it's other people's fault that they, they Can I quote you this. on that? What? Can I quote you on that? Yes, I understand what a parent, I understand if the parent did everything he could to raise you right. Yeah. Because sometimes outside influences, which is why if I ever have kids, I'm moving out of the ghetto. Yeah, cause you know, in from cause um, bad A's can influence your kids, make them do stupid stuff, cause they don't learn it from you, they learn it from them. 
Yeah, and you know. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's exactly what. Huh? Well, the, yeah, the thing is, so like an example, like, you know, in therapy, when we're training our kids or just teaching our kids in general not to blame themselves, we yep. can't just stop at that. We have to also tell them, well, listen, like your parents the outside don't have free will either. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the society doesn't have free will either. So in other words, you're, you're, you're teaching them basically that this blameless paradigm applies not just to them. But to all people, so like, so yeah. suddenly, all the, suddenly, for example, somebody in therapy, they're not blaming themselves for their problems. They're not blaming their parents. They're not really blaming society. And you know, without this like paradigm of blame, I think it's probably easier for them to focus on why why would happen to happen, you know, and how to overcome it without being distracted with this this diversive blame factor. Yeah. Another thing I want to mention is that parents sometimes blame themselves. Even the good parents, you know, they blame themselves for the yeah. way their children turned out. And that's completely irrational, you know. It's not as if that parent or set of parents, it's not as if they are the only influence in their child's life. There's, yes. there's the school, the church, the entire government every person they ever meet during their entire life and so what it really Which means is, yeah that yeah, yeah and, and it, yeah sorry okay. sorry sorry go ahead yeah i mean you can uh, go ahead yeah oh as i was saying i understand what you're saying it's like i said the reason why i said i would as i was saying earlier i would move out of the ghetto because like i said these kids right here now the parents i live around in an area where the parents don't give a crap I'm gonna be honest. They don't care. Yeah. About their kids, they know they raise them up right, and that bad influence is portrayed in the school they go to. Yeah. And that's like, like they spread the. That's why I say, yo, I'm not having no kids until I get out. Yeah, get away from, get get into a positive area at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I. You know what? I mean, and mm -hmm. of course, I don't plan on ha having kids unless it's through adoption. But if I did, I'd want to move to another country first because the way things are right now it's it's, it's kind of crazy i just don't think that, hey. that there's a safe place to raise kids here <laughs> you know good point all right if stuff so guys like this i ain't going to have a kid <laughs> yeah good point. so guys we're talking about how like overcoming the belief in free will you know helps us to not blame ourselves not blame our parents and their friends and society in general but it extends beyond that. In other words, like one of the, we've got to we've got to acknowledge that a lot of people refuse to accept that they don't have a free will because what they conclude is that like if <coughs> we don't have a free will, if human beings don't have a free will and we're doing things that we consider wrong or evil, then in their mind they have to attribute our actions to God. And most people are very comfortable. They need to believe that God is a good being, is good. So basically, you know, we have to kind of like explain Bible, to you'll them. you'll see he's not. Yeah. Right. So, well, but here's the thing, like Chandler, you were alluding this, to this earlier, that um, basically there's a way to actually even absolve God of, of this evil. And it's not, I don't think it's completely satisfactory to my mind, but but I think it, it works to a certain extent. And, and that's the like, you know, basically the reason we human beings don't have a free will and aren't fundamentally more responsible for the wrong that we do is because of this process of cause and effect. There's a cause to what we do, there's a cause to that, and a cause to that, and a cause to that. And if we follow this chain of cause and effect back, cause by cause, 
it ultimately leads to before we're born. Now, if we want to attribute evil to God, we have to say there's a cause to why God did the evil. But the problem with that is that God is eternal. And that and this, this chain of cause and effect would be eternal. So you never get to the point where you could say, well, God at this moment decided to do this evil. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, I mean, it's hard to wrap your head around. And I don't find that particularly intellectually satisfying either. Um, but it, it's very interesting because one, th one thing it means is that well, you know, God is not in in control, not all powerful, really, um, in the sense that, that class emissions. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it's very interesting, and part of the problem is people literally are teaching that nothing is impossible with God. God can do anything. God can pop. God popped this planet into existence six thousand years ago, and God can. God raises people from the dead and and has this all the this perfect blissy afterlife you know called heaven after they die but but you know most of burning and terrible fire yeah yeah but, like but most yeah, yeah the, what really chased me out of it you know 99 percent of the people are not believing the right thing um and so they go to hell and it's it that's that's part of the problem is it's not their choice what they believe anyway and so there's there, there's several problems and and that's why you know the subject of heaven and hell um and and god and christianity and stuff comes up a lot in the podcast um just because of you know the conflict of realizing we don't have free will or free choice and that we don't deserve to be sent to hell and burn forever um so yeah it gets really interesting um, but yeah, I think George is right. You know, people have this need, people who believe in God have this need to see God as all good, which is why they don't read the Bible. And it's also why um, free will was promoted as a doctrine in Christianity. In fact, I've been reading um, um, that book, The Free Will Delusion by James B. Miles. And, you know, he's quoted, um, he quoted somebody who mentioned that that's pretty much why the free will doctrine persists you know or was was added to christian teaching was because you know that way humans are to blame for evil instead of god so i think that's our i think george and will that is the last domino that must fall people have to find a way to mm -hmm. absolve god in their minds, um, since they believe in God and they feel like they get their meaning and their purpose from God, and their their whole their whole life is so for many people it's so involved in their belief about God that to to make them think that God is responsible for all the evil in the world and well, that's horrifying to them, which is why they psychologically deny it. Why that's their automatic mm -hmm. response is to deny this message of no free will, because then they think, well, God's all powerful, so he must have free will. And he intentionally caused all this suffering. So then they get all mad at God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the problem. Exactly. So yes, I think we're getting on to something, guys. I think we're getting down to the real issue. The real issue that keeps the majority of free will believers 
which are almost all religious, you know, uh, in one form or another. This well, you did say some atheists, but yeah, yeah, th- yeah, sure. There's people like Daniel Dennett and, and people who redefine free will to still try to come up with the whole compatibilism thing. Um, but for the most part, atheists understand that we don't have a free will, and you can tell, especially the the um, the biologist to explain how we evolved a certain way, why you know that we have certain behaviors that um you know to morality is is a kind of thing that all types of animals have to you know it's a survival thing so yeah we understand mm-hmm. that we're programmed to survive and reproduce we have we have no choice we have to eat and drink and all that mm-hmm. stuff and so i think the biologists evolutionists they really understand it and even the compatibilists understand um, most of them will admit that yes, in the past, I, everything being the same, you could not have chosen otherwise. But they still, at the same time, try to come up with a new definition of free will that allows them to blame people. And I think it's completely insane. Um, but I think we are, it, it, as far as the religious folk anyway, we are getting down to the bottom of this. Um, so yeah, George, what he mentioned is very important here um and we're just about running out of time of our 30 minutes for this podcast but i think you've covered a lot about blame um so do we end this one or was there something more that you guys wanted to mention it's around if it's 30 minutes i think we should end this and let's start a new one yeah good idea okay you've been listening to free will science and religion with Chandler klebs will and George Ortega, we've had a great talk about blame and, you know, why people deny it. So we'll continue our, our exploration in future episodes. Hope you've enjoyed. Bye.